I'm Jason Klom. Gaziza. I'm Alan Rickards. Your last name is Rickard? And we are the hosts of Dispatches from Fort Awesome, a news radio podcast. Oh, hi, I'm Jason Klom. Gaziza. I'm Alan Rickards. And this is Dispatches, Dispatches from, from Fort, Fort Awesome, awesome on, on News Radio, radio. Podcast. Uh, Jen is on the ether, but not here this week. Um, but or is she? Or is she? <laughs> no, no, she's not. There. No. Every cast member, by the way, in this uh, episode is listed as TBA, um, including one we will get to. Uh, we did tease last week. Uh, this is so. This is season. Th- it's season three, episode two review. Although on this draft, the revised table draft of August eighth, nineteen ninety six, which explains, by the way, why so many changes happened between then and the final episode. Uh, sure. This is three hundred one. So this was intended as our pilot, uh, not pilot, uh, but our season premiere, which pilot. explains this guest, <laughs> this guest episode, this guest mm. spot. That um, again, I think they were. I really think they're swinging for the fences on this one. Um, Sweeps. So it's not sweeps, but not still, sweeps, you know yeah. what I'm saying. Um, let's see. Uh, did, did trying to see the first big. Uh, okay, yeah. So just so in case anybody forgets, this is the episode where Matthew discovers <laughs> Dilbert, where future creep Scott Adams has a has a bit part on the show, where a guy plays a guy playing Scott Adams, where Matthew quits and works at a coffee shop. And uh, eventually uh, gets his job back. Long story short, I mean that's that's pretty much it. And of course, it's also where <laughs> an episode where country music or a musical rock and roll star man makes an appearance. So we'll get to, well, we'll get there. I'm going to keep teasing it. I'm also got the, uh, the several uh, obviously Bill with the adequate equosity. Yes, that is also true. There is the whole review title of the episode, but it, I, yeah, there is that. Yeah, I, I really shouldn't overlook that when you consider there's not a thing you say online where another member of our community isn't like, adequate job. It's like, yep. okay, yep. Ah. It's, uh, it's true. Um, I don't know why none of us say workhorse or reliable. Yeah, I know. I like, I have yet to find a good place to use stalwart, which I know is a different episode, but I wasn't saying Stuart. I was saying stalwart. Oh, well, you're quite a noble lover yourself. Um, <clears throat> so already on page two, um, there's a couple big chunks between Dave and Joe. Uh, you want to be Dave or Joe? I'll be Joe this time. Why? Okay. So we're in line at the coffee shop, <clears throat> and uh, the line moves forward as they talk. This place sucks. I take it you didn't come here for the coffee. Came to look at those uh, the espresso machines. Oh? Buddy of mine says uh, a lot of these things are made of out of recycled steel and dismantled nuclear silos. Is this the same buddy who says the Zapruder film was done by Korean animators? Laugh all you want. I just wouldn't drink any espresso here unless I was looking for a cheap non-surgical visectomy. A couple of people in line leaves, obviously spooked by Joe's information. Uh, so that's... There's that. Um, there's a, a couple little like minor changes, and then uh, I, 
Yeah. I will say this. I, I'm, I'm, I'm <clears throat> kind of glad they adjusted it to where they adjusted it where him and I just think the joke that Dave and Joe get to the line and Matthew disappears makes more sense if he's not freaked out by the coffee. Yeah. Yet. Does that make sense? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that makes sense. I, uh, God, it's so dumb. I, I always love the Joe conspiracy theories, though, and I like the idea that he thinks it was animated. Like, that's so stupid. Um, it, would, it would be very difficult to... It would be very difficult, a painstaking process. <laughs> uh, let's see here. Oh, yeah, okay. And so, again, yeah, Matthew doesn't see that, that Dave and Joe have left, so when we get to page six... Uh, Dave enters, carrying his briefcase and a coffee cup from the place downstairs. Lisa's at her desk, thumbing through a magazine. Good morning. Uh, well, what a relief. Come again? Matthew came up a few minutes ago, white as a sheet, mumbling something about how you and Joe had disappeared into the thin air. She tosses the magazine aside as Dave gives her a kiss. This does not happen in the episode. Ah, nothing lights me up in the morning like a good, strong dose of coffee breath. I thought I was the only one who found that sexy. Yeah, it is very gross. Uh, By the way, they also refer to it as the New York Media Guide in this episode, not Radio Guide. Not just a small little little chunker that doesn't. None of these exist anyway. (laughs) Yeah, now who who gives a shit? Also, it is. uh, Well, we'll see. We'll we'll see a little bit more about that as well. Mr. James' involvement with the review is different in this in this draft. Uh, We'll get there. Uh, Let's see here. I'm I'm just going through the stuff that isn't that's incidental because there are some real big honking changes in this episode. Later on, Catherine describes Catherine with a C as being regal, which we know, but she also adds majestic and melodious. Catherine with a K is the name of every two bit biker chick in North Jersey. Yeah, like that cheap slut, Catherine Hepburn. Please don't hit me. I'm only joking. Catherine with a C would never raise her hand against a coworker, but Catherine with a K is liable to snap at any time, Catherine says, and then leaves. Um, I got to tell you, I did make a note that uh, the line, the relevant text is highlighted, is not in the original script, and it is one of the funniest things in this episode. Yeah. <laughs> the shine, the rays of, rays of adulation upon me once again. The relevant text is highlighted. Uh, not in there. Uh, oh, yeah. And then so go to page 15. Uh, so while Dave, Jimmy's trying to let Dave read the review, but really wants to know what Dave thinks, all the lip pops and all that shit, none of that is actually in the original script. Um, it's just a lot of talking. Um, yeah. You want to be Jimmy? Sure. Well, Dave, can we bust out the bubbly yet? Just let me finish reading it, sir. Right. Sorry. Moment of truth, huh? Yes, sir. Is Dave working out? Is he in over his head? Dave springs up. Going to the break room, sir. Driving you nuts, huh? Sure are. Uh, And again, I still really love the I get that a lot line, which is not in here, which is uh, makes me sad. Uh, Also, just shortly thereafter, uh, Dave asks Lisa if she's read it. And she says, oh, all right. Yes, master. Which is a weird line. It's a. I mean, I know she's being sarcastic, but it's a weird. Where does it come from? Yeah. 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 She's like, other than her getting a little bit of pressure to read it. Um, yeah, it's very strange. Um, let's see here. Oh, okay. I had to look this up. But page seventeen. There's a reference to another comic strip. Uh, we'll get into. We're now I into had the to look Dover. This up too. Did you? Yeah. It's it's yeah. one of those old fucking soap opera strips, which are 
Do those still exist? They must still exist. I don't know. I just remember as a a kid in the daily paper, there was, uh, I don't remember if it was Mary Worth or something similar to that. Yeah. Like serious, but there were only three panels and literally everything is like a serial of to be continued. And you're like, what, why am I reading this? This is the boring thing. (laughs) Yeah. There's, there's a certain people of uh, of a certain generation who just must've really latched onto that because they kept publishing them. They kept going. Although, how do you know? Like, how do you know if anybody's actually reading it when it's probably Garfield that's uh, really boosting up this indication? It's just, mm-hmm. it's very Gotta weird. Hand letters, right? Or something? Oh, God, maybe. Uh, like, but... oh, poor this character. I, What's ha- what's going to happen? How dare you do this to that kid? Maybe, maybe. Oh, boy. Now yeah. that you say that. There, were, uh, there was one <laughs> judge something. I don't remember. Yeah. Yeah. Were, yeah. Uh, I don't remember. Anyway. Judging Amy. Uh, <laughs> ah, no. <laughs> <laughs> the Judge Gamey comic. Don't you remember that? Uh, so top of page 17, we get into a little bit more detail about the comics uh, that they're exposed to. <clears throat> Dave says, it's not really a discovery, Matthew. Millions of people have already discovered the magic of Dilbert and enjoy it every day. Not me. I usually only read Apartment 3G. That Margo is such a bitch. That's bad. Well, I wouldn't use that word, but you're right. I hardly need you encouraging him. Oh, oh, when he says that, he looks just like Dogbert. Oh my God, he does. Say, hi, Dilbert. How's Ratbert? Say it. Say it, Dave. Please. Fine. I'm leaving. Beth walks away. Um, then uh, there's a whole bit cut out here where Matthew talks about wanting to be a cutting edge reporter. And Dave gives him a little tip. Sliced bread. Which uh, I'm so glad that that's in the actual. I know. I know. <laughs> oh, good. Dave, just promise me you won't give my Dilbert story to anyone else. Well, I do have a lunch with Woodward Woodward and Bernstein later today, but I'll try to keep it under my hat. That's cute, too. Yeah, it is cute. I like it. I think you either do that or slice bread. I guess you can. Yeah. Yeah, it's fair. Both are funny, though. Maybe they felt like there's too many 1970s political references on this show, and uh, as it is, uh, well, you know. Would that really stop them, though? <laughs> yeah, it's true. That's true. They do, you know, they've got a core competency, and that core competency is let's make references from this very specific period in history. Um, let's see here. Oh, okay, so page 21. Uh, we get we get into, uh, and I guess this is Dave being sarcastic, but, you know, what's funny is, like, every once in a while they will notate we want the character to be sarcastic here, which is... Uh, it's one of those things where it's like that's that's iffy. Do you do that or don't you? Because it's like trust your trust your uh, your your character to get it right. But if it's ambiguous, you're like you'll write that it's sarcastic. Um, but there's a very weird line uh, after the workhorse line. So Lisa says, "Yes, it all yes it says we do a fine job. It calls us a workhorse station, a workhorse, and it says that I in particular am a re- reliable reporter." I thought that was good. It is, Dave says. But Lisa's always fancied herself the bad girl of AM news radio, AM radio journalism. And then she says, reliable's only good if you're a, fl- a car or a flashlight. Um, so, again, I think it's supposed to be sarcastic because I think everything Dave is sa- says is supposed to be read as sarcastic. But it is a very weird line. <laughs> the bad girl of AM radio journalism. Um, and who knows? It could be true uh, because we do know she's got a, a dark streak in her past. Uh, That's what I got left. Uh, page 22, uh, Dave says, it's a great review. As a newsman, I've been striving all my life to be a reliable workhorse. Lisa says, okay, fine. You guys are right. Mediocrity is great. Now, if you'll excuse me, I have a very good story I wrote that I need to go put through the 
mediocrifier. That's not a word. Wow. No wonder you're in charge of the news department the critics call competent. <laughs> I was not expecting them to extend the joke to other characters, but, uh, right. you know, it's not bad. It's funny. Mm-hmm. Mediocrifier. Um, let's see here. Um, so, oh, yeah, while Matthew is putting up the 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 comic strips, um, which happens... Let's see. Uh, oh, yeah. No, there's... there's. Oh, wow. There's a big chunk. Okay. Big chunk. Uh, big chunk, Dave. Um, you want to be Dave? Yeah, I'll be, you want me to... Oh, there's a few people. Should I be yeah, Dave? There's a, yeah, you be Dave. I'll be Matthew. Then... Uh, I'm Beth, I guess. Yeah. Uh, I'll be Beth. You be Lisa. Okay. All right. <clears throat> uh, we'll start at the... Uh, Matthew pops up from behind his desk with a roll of tape in his mouth and comic strips in his hand. <laughs> what? Matthew takes the tape out of his mouth. By the way, I think he says this line roughly, but it's hard to hear him, so that yeah. might be why I highlight I just thought that if people in the office read these, we might be able to do a story on how Dilbert is affecting our workplace harmony. As Dave speaks, he rips Dilbert's strips off Matthew's desks for emphasis. Matthew, there will rip be, rip, no, rip, Dilbert story. Now just put back the rainbows and unicorns that usually cover your desk and get to work. You know, sometimes you're just like the boss in Dilbert. Matthew, the boss in Dilbert is short and bald and mean and stupid. Dave starts to walk away. Well, if the shoe fits. Just get rid of them now. Lisa is back at her desk dialing the phone. Dave points to the article. If you don't like reliable and workholders, how about this? We're also called consistent. Oh, am I, I, sh I guess I should be Lisa. <clears throat> Shh. <laughs> Hello, is this Eugene Meyer, the New York media guide? Me? Just call me Miss X. And listen up, Eugene. It's cretins like you that are destroying everything good about radio. You wouldn't know a great station if it bit you on your stupid, overstuffed ass. Lisa hangs up, a slight smile on her lips, a beat. Funny. I thought you didn't care about the media guide. You're going to tell me that was immature. No, I'm going to tell you that he probably has Star 69 on his phone. What's Star 60? Her phone rings. Hang on a sec. Lisa Miller, WNYX. Uh, uh, hang on, I'll check. Uh, is there a Miss X here? Beth walks up. Tell them I'm not here. <laughs> so we now know that Beth goes by Miss X. I, I do <laughs> prefer... She wants they... to make her money anymore. Yeah. <laughs> I do prefer what they actually do in the actual episode, which is her just saying, this Eugene, you suck, and then hang up. Yeah, <laughs> it's a good bit. <laughs> it's much more childish, and uh, it's fantastic. For those of you who don't know what Star 69 is, back oh, then, yeah. if you called that number and paid for that subscription fee, it would tell mm -hmm. you what number... Just called you so you could redial it. Tall, call star 69 to get back in time. Call star 66, a busy signal fix. Those are the only two that I remember. Those are two things that you could definitely do. And then Bob, add a baby, it's a boy. That's a different thing entirely. Um, you ever try that? You ever try, the, uh, try and do the collect call where you try and squeeze it into the name? Definitely try to do that. No. Yeah. No. They, they, they were smart. They knew that people were doing that. And they put it on the commercial. It's pretty funny. Um, let's see here. Oh, okay. Uh, act two, scene E, top of page 32. Dave and Lisa stand in line at the coffee shop. Can be Dave? Yeah. Wait, I'm going to be Dave? I said, do you want to be Dave? <laughs> oh, okay. I misunderstood you. Sorry. That's uh, fine. Thanks for dinner last night. You know me, all reliable. Would you stop sulking about it? Who's sulking? I'm bitching. There's a big difference. <laughs> Dumb. 
dumb, but I like it. Uh, let's see here. Okay. Uh, and we are going to go uh, page 35 after Bill has ripped, uh, Dave has ripped the head off of the Dilbert doll. And uh, <laughs> why do you call ripping? What do you, uh, what do you call ripping the head off of a Dilbert doll? Executive privilege. Lisa. Look, Matthew is probably incredibly embarrassed about all the spaz activity that went on. Can you find a way to get back? Can you find a way to get him back with humiliating him? Wait, can you find... Probably without is what they meant. Without. Anyway, go on, Dave. <laughs> well, seeing as how he quit in a huff over a cartoon character, that will be difficult. But yes, I'll find a way. Bill enters. Why don't you just agree to read his stupid comic strips and be done with it? And then we go that <laughs> great bit. <laughs> Those of us who are adequate don't need his type around. Oh, such a good. Um, so then af shortly after this scene, there's the scene in the bathroom where Bill reveals that uh, he hates adequate. Of course, he knows it's stupid, but this gets moved to like 10 pages away. So they have moved, shuffled the scenes around a bit. Um, but did they know? Because all the stuff before that in the script actually got cut out. Oh, you're right. Yeah. So it's, it's not a shuffle so much as it is these next uh, almost 10 pages get cut out. Yeah. Um, so. Uh, <laughs> we have a big cameo coming up, don't we? We really do. Uh, okay, so next scene, uh, page 40. No, no, not page 41. Sorry. 38. Page <clears throat> 38. Yeah. Uh, you want to be Beth and I'll be. Uh, uh, <laughs> Nobody be Beth and Dave. <laughs> okay, I'll be Matthew. That's fine. Uh, we're in the coffee shop. Dave and Beth stand in line as Matthew waits on a customer in front of him. The cash register and counter are plastered with Dilbert cartoons. Beth, look at that poor guy. He looks so, so Dave the same. Beth, yeah, but I, I bet he's dying inside, thanks to you. Matthew finishes with the customer in front of him. Dave moves to the front of the line. Well, hello, good sir. How may I be of service for you today? Matthew, please come back to work. Aha, uh -huh, begging now, are we? Well, no thank you. Although, I have had to take a pay cut. At least now I work in a place where freedom of expression is tolerated, nay, encouraged. Please, Matthew, I feel awful about this. I'm very, very sorry. Can I write my Dilbert story? I am not that sorry. Then forget it. Matthew gestures to two beefy, punky, pierced co-workers standing behind him. Although I've only worked here a short time, I've already grown to love the free and open communication that exists between Troy and Hector and myself. Matthew puts his arm around Troy. Hey, Troy. Hey, new guy. What did I tell you about touching me? Matthew pulls his arm back and returns to Dave. Anyway, are you going to order something or what? Just give me a large coffee and... Beth, what do you want? Beth, do you have any fresh fruit smoothies? No, but I've already put up a petition about it in the back room. Troy. Yeah, I tore that down. Go mop up the john. Troy slaps Matthew on the back. As Matthew walks away, we see a napkin taped to his back, which reads, Spaz. Boom, boom, boom. Boom, boom, boom. Act two, scene K. Uh, do you mind if I play this? You may, be, guess. You may be Jimmy. I'll be Lisa. Okay. Uh, let's see here. Uh, do, 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 do. Uh, do you mind if I play our special guest star, too, once we get there? Is that okay with you? Oh, Chet? Sure. Uh, no, the other one. Yeah, that's fine. The, the big one. That's is that not in this scene? Oh, technically, I don't know. Whatever. It's a long ass. This thing got cut. cut, cut. Oh, I think he comes in. No, right. no, no. You, you, you should be Jimmy. You be Jimmy. Oh, no, he is in this I, one. I like your Jimmy. 
Uh, that is to say, I like your <laughs> Jimmy James voice. When I say I like your Jimmy, hey, everybody. Hi, this is an English panto. Um, <clears throat> all right, we're in the bullpen. The, the bullpen and break room is what these are going to be. Jimmy is standing at the door to, uh, to the break room. Lisa walks by. Oh, Lisa, there you are. Thanks for the memo. So you think it's a good idea? You want me to buy the New York Media Guide, fire all the editors, and then use my enormous power to make sure none of them are ever hired again. I wrote that very quickly. I actually have a few more ideas involving their families. Why don't you just step in there for for a second? Two men and a woman in the break room. Two men and a woman are scattered around the break room. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> two men and a woman. You know, two men and a woman are scattered around the break room. One of the men is hunched over in a corner reading something. What's going on? Remember Chet, don't you? I'm not sure I do. Of course you do. You reviewed Chet's restaurant on air a few years back. I don't think... Chet, you remember Cafe Homestyle? Oh my god. It's alright. Maybe my chicken was, as you said, rubbery and bland the night you came in. I, I'd be happy to come back and try it again. That's nice. But the restaurant closed within a week of your review. I'm so sorry. Really? Thought you'd be happy. Considering that in your review you said, I predict this restaurant will close within a week. <laughs> All right, easy there, Chet. Now, Patty here is a curator for At the Guggenheim. Patty is a middle-aged woman with a ponytail. Oh, right, the Chagall exhibit. That's right, my ponytail. Uh, the <laughs> uninspired, predictable Chagall exhibit. To be fair, you'll have to admit that it made the limitations of the artist's vision woefully apparent. Maybe you're right. Maybe I should have dug him out of the ground, brought his corpse back to life, and taught him to paint better. My mistake. Okay, Patty, you scared me a little bit, so let's move on. This gentleman, of course, needs no introduction. The man in the corner rises. It's Johnny Cash. Johnny Cash. Young lady, did you write this? Well, yeah, but that was... Oh, yeah, you be Lisa now. What am I saying? Uh, yeah. Young lady, did you write this? Well, yeah, but that was for my high school paper. I was just going through the motions with Ring of Fire. Sorry, I... I, I always gave it 100%, especially when I sing Ring of Fire. You hear what I'm saying? I know, I was just trying to... You read high school newspapers and kept the bad reviews they give you? Nah, Jimmy just gave it to me now. This burns me up. Alright, gang, your work here is done. Chet and Patty exit. We still on for tonight, Jimbo? Got my conga drums in the car, my man! Johnny exits. Jimmy turns to Lisa. Alright, Lisa, what lessons have we learned today? That holding a grudge about a bad review is about the worst thing you can do? Yes, go on. That the review we got wasn't even such a bad one? Two for two! Now, let's go for the hat trick! And... Uh, Come on, think. That you're on a first-name basis with the man in black? Hot damn! I feel that I just deprogrammed you from a cold or something. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck just happened? I don't know. I really like the Johnny Cash cameo. Though. Really Me too. Like Me too. Oh man. Uh, so after the uh, oh, back in the bathroom. So here's we go to the bathroom scene. 
Um, and it's slightly differently worded. Uh, and then Dave said, uh, did you? Yeah, I'll be Dave, because again, uh, your Jimmy is funnier. Uh, that review Wait, was like, a, uh, top of 49, sorry. Ah, very good. That review was like a dagger through my heart. I just didn't want Mr. James to know we'd gotten a bad review. A toilet flushes. Jimmy exits one of the stalls and crosses to wash his hands. Do me a favor, fellas. Next time I pay off a magazine editor to give us a glowing review, why don't you two pick the words out yourself? Wait. You bought the review? About the magazine. Isn't that a conflict of interest? Oh, yeah. That, <laughs> that never happens in the media world. The only mistake I made was spelling Catherine's name wrong. And I've taken care of that. In the bullpen, Catherine sits at the conference table with Johnny Cash. And it was supposed to be called a boy named Lou, but someone <laughs> typed it up wrong, so it said a boy named Sue. <laughs> Sue? What kind of name is that for a boy? That started me thinking, and well, I think you know the rest. I never thought of it that way. Honey, when you've been in Folsom Prison, you realize spelling ain't nothing but a bunch of letters. <laughs> what the fuck? By the way, the absurdity of the idea of even having him here, this is... I feels like pure Josh Lieb to me. It feels like brain brain nonsense turned into actual words. Where he's like, yeah, fuck it. Let's let's see. I want to know. These are the things we need to know. Were they close to getting Johnny Cash, or was this again just a, just a fucking? Let's just see what we can do. There's a big swing. See if we can make it. I also hope that person had a typo and it said a ring of tires originally. Oh my god, it would have been so. Yeah. Oh my god. What if Jimmy kept <laughs> trying to get people to do? the tires would be so good oh son of a bitch i think the last thing i highlighted was really just like a slight difference in a line honestly yeah. we just yeah that was that was i think the the thing we just wish would have been in this episode yeah i mean now that's the thing too like i don't even know can you rewrite that to not have johnny cash like and i want to know if they did shoot it how did they rewrite it like obviously johnny cash you're not going to cut johnny cash so uh, I really want to know. This is really driving me crazy. <laughs> These are things we're going to have to ask Paul after we ask him about the, the pilot, because this is too important to not ask him about. What if yeah. he's like, oh, I don't remember. God damn it, Paul. We'll ask Josh Lieb then. Johnny if Cash we... was in that screen? It's so fucking funny. Ah, oh, boy. I almost want to... I, I wish we'd have asked people randomly, hey, give us your questions about Johnny Cash. <laughs> and then... Just and then they won't know why unless they've read the script ahead of time. Uh, so there we go, ladies and gentlemen. That is one of the biggest swings in terms of like and biggest amounts of like cut scenes from an episode. Like, what's the uh, what's the full length of that this this episode? The full script. It's fifty four uh, pages. Fifty four. It's only fifty four. Then they, you know, then they. Good God, yeah. How is that even possible? Well, again, it's it, because it just feels like it's more got cut out of this than normally gets cut out of them. Again, for uh, well, one very big obvious reason, but. It's interesting, too, when uh, uh, Jimmy, in his original draft, kept bringing in people's lives that Lisa ruined as, mm -hmm. like, an example. Uh, because then Dave brings in, quote-unquote, uh, 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 the author of uh, Dilbert. What creator was his name again? Scott Adams. Yeah. Or the guy playing Scott Adams. Mm -hmm. As an example, it's weird that they're both bringing in people as an example to get the weird <laughs> yeah 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 now what would the other now one other bit i could have seen them doing is actually getting johnny cash having him leave and then button it with no that wasn't the real johnny cash that's just a friend of mine that i hired <laughs> but it actually is johnny cash playing it 
Ah, God, that would have been... I guess uh, buying the creator of Dilbert would have been interesting. That would have been... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Do it for Matthew Burt. <laughs> Matthew Burt. Dilbert would never do this. He he wouldn't leave a place where people loved him. (laughs) I'm Scott Adams. Uh, He walks a felt tip line, is what he does. Just saying, it's a very it's a thin line. If it depends on the felt tip pen that you're using to illustrate, but you know what I'm saying. Alan gets it. Alan is secretly the uh, he's been the cartoonist for Kathy for a very long time. Most people don't know this. Oh, am I not supposed to say that? Ack. Um, Alan. Yeah. So this is a weird episode, and I love it. I I I I hope they're all this insane. I don't think they are. I will tell you, like, just so everybody knows, maybe maybe I should give people a rough idea, of sort of the scripts that we've got coming up. Uh, you know, the episodes that that exist. Uh, and I, bearing in mind, please, that uh, some of these might be so different that uh, we don't end up covering these. Like we we might think there's a lot here, but. Most of, well, not most, but a huge chunk of season six, uh, season three, season six, season three, uh, we already did the semi-produced, you know, half-produced episode 306, which is not what it ended up being. But we've got 304. We've got Arcade coming up next. We've got Halloween. We've got awards show. We've got stocks. We've got our 50th episode. Um, I'm wondering if anybody... Oh, you know what I did? Uh, did I go out of order? Oh, no, I didn't because review is is three oh one. But uh, so I missed him. President uh, is is uh, was three oh two. So that's the we've got three oh two. Got three oh three, three oh four, five six, three oh seven. So Halloween, Daydream, Movie Star, Rap, Christmas, A Trainer, Rose Bowl, Kids, Airport, Office Feud, The Real Deal. Uh, most of the season. It is most of season three. Then season four, we've got one of them. <laughs> That's not true. We've got more than that. I've got uh, this is when we get into wardrobe binder territory where I've got like five or six and we'll be able to look at the stuff. And then season five, I've got a few more of those, too. So, you know, we probably got 20 or 30 scripts that we're going to be able to go over. I also have sinking ships somewhere because spider chambers gave us sinking ship, gave us like uh, two drafts of it. So they might be significantly different. They might not be. But so we've got a lot coming up. What What were we going to say? I interrupted. Writers that uh, uh, hit it. I wonder if any, before they hit it, I wonder if uh, anybody had a spec script for news radio. I'm very curious. Holy shit. Probably no way to tell that. But. There's no way to tell that, but I mean, except to go out to Twitter and be like, hey, did you ever write a, a spec news radio? Could you please send it to us? Because my only fear on that would be uh, uh, every person out there's be, oh, yeah, yeah, I got one. Uh-huh. And then, Who are, like, what? <laughs> <laughs> I just would love to discover if, like, you know, J.J. Abrams had written a spec news radio, you know, called Bill Discovers an Alien in His Pants. You know, I don't know. Like, listen, that sounds like J.J. Abrams to me. I don't care for that look, Alan. Listen. I really wish Bill at some point became like a spokesman as a milkman for something. I just really want to see it. I don't know why. Wait, you want to see Bill as a milkman? Uh, as a spokesman. Uh-huh. Or like a, a milk company, like just wearing the hat and then the bow tie with a big smile. And oh, sure. Smile. Yeah, that'd be great. That'd yeah, yeah. Cool. No, I mean, he looks like 1950s man clip art. Like, he does have that look. So there's no doubt that that, that, that would suit him perfectly well. Um, so, you know, if you guys think on those episodes, read the scripts if you want. You may already have questions. And if you do, send them along. And if we, we will try and get other people 
involved who wrote the episodes or were in said episodes. Um, I thought about asking Vicki Lewis for this one uh, for station sale, but it just didn't feel there, there wasn't enough of a change to yeah. involve because they'd be like, what the fuck am I doing here? Like there really would be that much. But if it's a bigger episode, um, also we do sinking ship. It would be really fun to ask Vicky to join us since she wasn't in the episode. So, uh, you know, maybe she could somehow play. She could just be another participant. Like I was never in this episode. All right. You know, maybe I will ask her for that. I like this idea. Um, Alan, what do you want to promote? Sir, uh, yeah, follow yeah. me on Twitter at Alan Rickard, A L L E N R U E C K E R T. Same on Instagram, A L L E N R U E C K E R T. Uh, I don't put a lot on there yet, but uh, same with TikTok. <laughs> uh, go see Dolomite is my name, mm-hmm. and Jason, what do yes. you got? Same. Twitter, jklom, jklamm, Instagram, jasonklom, jasonklamm. I don't know what I am on TikTok. I posted one video, and it was me standing there with something in the background, and it just had the word, I like chorps, written on it. Nothing happened. I don't know what chorps are. Couldn't tell you. I just, when I see these nonsense video platforms, I just put nonsense on them and then see what happens. Um... Let's see. Uh, you know what? Listen to the Comedy on Vinyl podcast. It's a good show. Uh, I enjoy it. Coming up soon will be an interview with the composer of the Dolomite is My Name soundtrack. Um, so that was a lot of fun. Uh, speaking of Dolomite is My Name. So, What's that one coming out? Uh, I want to say probably next month. I, am, I have a huge backlog because um, I was just backlogging them for a couple weeks, and then that ends up being several months. So, yeah, it's, oh, it's constipation podcast right there. Wow. Wow, Alan. <laughs> Clogs up. Mm, mm-hmm. And then you poop. Great, great promotion for my podcast. Thanks, Alan. Um, oh, and speaking of which, I will be doing, not speaking of the things Alan was speaking of, but <laughs> there should be a new YouTube component coming to that. Uh, I've got a few videos for it shot, but you can't really start releasing a, you can't start a YouTube channel, restart a YouTube channel unless you've got something ready to go once a week. So, I am currently backlogging those as well, but videos are a lot harder to backlog than audio. Um, although there is video to these episodes. If you want to watch Alan and I read, <laughs> there are other video heavy episodes. If you go to patreon.com uh, slash stolen dress, you can sign up, you can support this show. You can support all of my shows. And if you do that, if you join, honestly, I, I may end up changing it over so that if you support this show, you're supporting all the shows because then you get free content from all my shows and see all the stuff that I'm doing. Uh, including the professional blur, which is a great fun pod. I call it great because I enjoy it. Podcast about extra work, where I talk with people like Jimmy Pardo, who was a lot of fun. My friend Kurt, who was an extra on news radio, uh, listen to that. Um, he's cut out though, and I'm like, God damn it, God damn it, Kurt. Kurt, by the way, I should point out is a guy who I've known for a long time, and I see at like I, I saw him every time I went to a They Might Be Giants concert. We have a ton in common. And big Weird Al fans. We've both been in the same Weird Al music video, and we're in that that uh, New York Times, New York, uh, sorry, New Yorker magazine. No, New York Times magazine shoot for Weird Al. So we're both at these big Weird Al things. Uh, at that New York Times magazine thing, I was like, "Hey, I want to show you something from News Radio. You may not recognize it." And I, sh- and I send him the picture of uh, Bill Spacey. He's like, "Holy shit!" And nobody ever gives me that kind of reaction. And I'm like, oh, "Okay, you are as big a fan as I thought. Maybe. Okay, good, good, good." So I send him that. Um, yeah, so uh, Kurt's a good guy. Listen to that episode. He's done 600 extra gigs. 600. He almost died on one of them. He almost passed out from paint fumes inside of a, a knight's helmet. <laughs> they had freshly painted it and then put it on him, and then it's in 100-degree weather, and he blacked out and could have died. 
Oh my god. <laughs> His stories are insane. And then him getting fired off the set of uh, Friends is one of the funniest things I've ever heard in my life. Sorry, he got fired off of Friends? Uh-huh. You guys need to listen to it. Yeah, I'll tell... I need to listen to it. I need to listen to this one, Yeah, too. yeah, it's remarkable. Um, and it has to do with Bruce Willis. That's all I will leave you. He's also got an Arnold Schwarzenegger story. It, there's just so much, and I... Let's get him fired. Listen to the show and find out. out. Yeah. Uh, well, there's just one thing less to next. Uh, except really quick, stay home, stay safe, wear a mask if you're going to go somewhere. We love you. We care about you. We want you to take care of yourselves. Um, one thing left to say. That is, catch you later, BKs. Dispatches from Fort Awesome, a news radio podcast, is part of the Stolen Dress Podcast Network. The show is hosted by Alan Rickert, Jason Klom, and Jen, who lives on the ether. Our theme song was composed and performed by Michael Warden. Have questions? Call and leave us a voicemail at 646-801-WNYX or email us at freakzilla at scopenet.com. Subscribe to Dispatches from Fort Awesome on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or any other podcast outlet. Give us a five-star rating and write us a review. It helps. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at WNYX News Radio, or find everything in one place at WNYXNewsRadio.com. Thanks, Joe. Visit StolenDress.com to listen to our other podcasts, watch videos, and imbibe freely of our multimedia content going back 15 plus years. Big day today, Dave. Stolen Dress Entertainment. Hey, it's my turn. Ah! <laughs>